Welcome to Whipple's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Whipple. Let the speculation begin. How much longer will Aaron Rodgers be a Green Bay Packer? Welcome, I'm Gary Wolfo, and thanks for joining Rob Reichel and I for another Packers podcast. Greetings, Rob. Good morning, Gary. How are we doing? Much better. Got a good night's sleep. Got some sunshine yesterday. Uh, I'm down in Georgia and feel nice and relaxed and uh, ready to talk some Packer football. I'm very, I'm very envious, Gary. That, you, you, that, you should that be. Out on the road, <laughs> running around with the spring breakers. Heading to Daytona Beach, probably gonna gonna get yeah. up wild, right? Yeah, that that'll be a real fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey Rob, but uh, you know, just when you thought everything was gonna settle down in uh, Green Bay with Packers, you know, they resigned their star running back Aaron Jones in free agency. The chatter is beginning to intensify about the future of one Aaron Charles Rodgers. What do you think? Well, Gary, I I, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think we are getting pretty darn close to the end of the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. Whether that has been kind of determined by the Packers or by Rodgers or by both, I think 2021 has a really good chance to be his last year. And if it's not 2021, Gary, it'll certainly be 2022. We, let, let, let's get into the salary cap stuff here, which, which is what, what has brought all this stuff on, Gary. Sure. And you know, the Packers were an absolute salary cap hell, had to free up a lot of money to get under the cap by the new league year of March 17th. And they could have made this really easy for themselves. They could have started right away with Aaron Rodgers, who would have given them a Gary approximately 15 million in cap relief had they gone to him, restructured, renegotiated that contract, kicked some money down the road, if you will converted a $7 million roster bonus into a signing bonus. A lot of things they could have done, Gary. They, they had to free up about 23. Rodgers would have taken care of about two-thirds of that right out of the shoot, Gary. And they didn't go that route. Um, and about 10 days ago, a little over a week ago, when I was talking to people around the league about what Green Bay might do and why they hadn't done Rodgers, everybody was scratching their head. People were really surprised, Gary, because they, they just kept saying, that is clearly the easiest way to get close and under the cap, right? Pittsburgh did it with Big Ben. Tom Brady's done it forever in New England and, and wound up giving them hometown discounts. Quarterbacks all over the league do this pretty pretty consistently, Gary. And the Packers instead went to David Bakhtiari, both of the Smiths, Zadarius and Preston, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner, Mason Crosby, Devin Funches. Those seven guys redid those deals found a way to get down under the cap, found found enough extra money to bring back Kevin King. They're still, Gary, right now about $5 million under the cap, so they've done a masterful job. I mean, kudos to them. They've been very creative with some of these contracts to get to the cap number of 182.5 that we have here this, this particular season. Um, they're going to kick a lot of the money down the road, Gary, but, but that's just fine because the cap's going to explode here again in the next year or two after the recent TV deals that we've seen get done. But again, the fascinating thing in all this is they didn't touch the Rodgers contract, which gives them really, really easy outs after the next two seasons, Gary. They take a cap hit next year of about $17 million if they traded or dumped Rodgers. Now, I'm sure they would trade him. Um, and after the 2022 season, Gary, so the 23 offseason, if they moved on from him, uh-huh. the cap hit would only be $3 million. Sure. So really, so really, Gary, what this all comes down to, I think, you know, the, the Packers maintained financial flexibility that they have all the power and control right now in this relationship. Everything is going to hinge on the development of Jordan Love. If a year from now, Gary, they believe that Jordan Love is ready to be the guy, um, I think they'll go in that direction. If it takes two years, they will certainly go in that direction because then they can move on from Rodgers for only $3 million. Gary, we saw what Matt Stafford commanded in a trade, right, with the Rams. They can go and get a King's ransom for, for Aaron Rodgers, and, and I think they will do that. And within a year or two here, they will, they will take the, the path and the route of, of having a quarterback on a rookie deal 
which will only cost him about $4 million against the cap instead of Aaron Rodgers and his $37 million. They will, they will gobble up those draft picks they can get for Rodgers. They will sign all these free agents that the fan base is always clamoring for them to go out and sign. They will try to put a really good football team around Jordan Love, and they will attack the league that way instead of the, the way they've done it for the last really you know 25 years since Brett Favre blew up and he became one of the highest paid players in football, Gary. They've always had a quarterback in the you know top three, top five on the books. And they'll take that path of a of a rookie quarterback and try going that way. Yeah, you know, it, it was just so bizarre because I think everybody assumed, you know, a, a month or two ago that Rodgers would restructure his contract and uh, do do like what you said that Drew Brees has done. Drew, Drew Brees isn't even going to play next year, and he re- restructured his contract. You know. And uh, Brady's done it numerous times over his career. So I, I thought it was a slam dunk that Rodgers would do it, especially since they're on the precipice of possibly winning a Super Bowl. I mean, to me, with the uh, resigning of Aaron Jones, I, I think their chances are as good as anyone's. But um, what I, I would be curious to know, and I, I don't know if we'll ever know, is whether Rodgers told them no that he wouldn't do it. That is the $64,000 question right now, Gary. That's the one piece of this puzzle we don't have. You know, did the Packers go to him and say, will you give us some salary cap relief? And he turned them down. Or did they just not go that way whatsoever and said, you know what? We, we can find enough money under the couch cushions by redoing these other six, seven players. And we can get ourselves to the cap number that we need to get it to. And we maintain all the cards at the poker table, which is what they do now. You know, they're, they're holding four aces and, and Rogers has a pair of twos in terms of Rogers future at this point in time, Gary, I wrote it about a week, 10 days ago that really he, it's setting up that he's looking like a lame duck quarterback. And, and, and he really is as we, as we approach the 2021 season, the, the outs that green Bay has right now are extremely manageable from a cap standpoint where they could, you know, where they could move on from him, you know, in a trade or what have you, and, and almost not bad an eye, Gary, because, you know, these new TV deals, the, the cap right now is at 182 and a half. I, I would guess, Gary, a year from now, it's at 210. I mean, wow. it, it, it's going it's it's to jump that much. Huh? It, there's going to be a huge jump here because um, they're going to try to get back on the path and the track that they were on. Uh, you know, prior to COVID, where it was going up about ten right. million dollars a year. Right. This year is just such an, an anomaly that it that it went backwards. You know, Gary. I mean, if the the most fascinating part of this is going to be now watching Jordan Love this summer. He he didn't have a he didn't have an off season last year. Um, they had a truncated uh, preseason. It, it just just really kind of a you know kind of a mess um, in terms of practice time and still zoom meetings and things like that along the way. He never played in a preseason game. Um, his development now is, is going to be so intriguing and so interesting to watch this summer. If, you know, Gary, if he absolutely bombs, you know, on, on the practice field day in and day out, and he struggles in the preseason games, green Bay still has Rogers under contract for 2022. And, and, and again, they have all the power and control and, and would happily bring him back then at, at the price take that, that he'll be playing for. Gary, if love blows up a little bit this summer and they, and they think to themselves, yep, you know, we, we hit it here. We found our guy. They can move on from Rogers as soon or anytime that they want, you know, with, without a real huge, significant damaging blow to their salary cap. And they can go the cheap route at quarterback and try to surround love with really good players and go try to win a super bowl. Uh, with a quarterback again on a rookie deal, like Kansas City has done with Mahomes, Seattle has done with Wilson. You know, Tom Brady has has always been in the middle of the pack, Gary, in terms of salary cap numbers. Um, that that at, at the quarterback position, all these people that yell and scream and whine and complain, Gary, and say the Packers don't get enough help and don't get enough people around Aaron Rodgers. Exactly, I know where Gary, you're going with Gary, this. Aaron, Gary, Aaron will count thirty-seven and change against the cap this year. That is the highest cap number of any player in the National Football League. So right out of the shoot, your quarterback is gobbling up 20% of the cap. Well, that doesn't leave as much money as 
Um, the majority is, is all these other teams, Gary, to go out right and find and find and find offensive linemen and find wide receivers and 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 find another cornerback and find two inside linebackers and a defensive end. You know, Green Bay is at a significant disadvantage immediately from a financial standpoint when you look what Rogers costs against the cap versus somebody like Brady or Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes' cap number, Gary, this year is only going to be like $8 million, just the way that contract is structured. Rodgers is $30 million more. So all these people that are saying, how can the Chiefs keep bringing all these guys back? That's why they had $30 million extra to play with. Same thing in Tampa Bay, Gary. Tom Brady's playing on a deal, on a hometown discount now. Um, he wants that eighth Super Bowl. It's that important to him. So he is given Tampa Bay that financial flexibility and they've pretty much brought back that entire Super Bowl roster. So Green Bay did not get that same deal from Aaron Rodgers. Again, whether that's Green Bay's choice or Rodgers' choice, we don't know at this point in time. Um, but the fact, Gary, that Green Bay is still going to bring back 21 of 22 starters for the most part from that NFC Championship game. I count Shandon Sullivan as a starter more than I do Kirksey on the defensive side of the ball. To me, the only starter they lost, Gary, was Corey Lindsley. Um, mm -hmm. It, it, it's a pretty remarkable feat that they're going to bring back all those guys because Gary, as we sat here a year ago and looked at their list of, of free agents, it was David Bakhtiari, the best left tackle in football. It was uh, Kenny Clark, a top five nose. It was Aaron Jones, a top five running back. It was Corey Lindsley, a top three center. And it was Kevin King. Let's just say a corner. <laughs> we won't put yeah, a top yeah. on him. Yeah, uh, we'll say no, it, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think Gary, they're gonna they brought four of the five back. It's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Gutekunst and Ball did a, did a tremendous job. And speaking of Gutekunst, before free agency started at his press conference, he kind of hinted that the Packers could possibly go out and get a quality free agent. Do you see that still happening? You you think things have changed because of this Rogers situation? Well, you know, Gary, that, that, that's the one door, I guess, that is still open for them to free up some money. Um, and, and it's the one area with Rodgers' contract that probably isn't closed quite yet. They could still go to Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, let, let's rework these couple of things and find a way to shave $10 million off the cap and push some of that money down the road if they wanted to because they want to sign – let's say a Jadavian Clowney or a Melvin Ingram or, or somebody like that who is, who is still floating around. Other than that, Gary, I, don't, I really don't see a path for them to come up with six, seven, eight million dollars more and go out and sign that big name, you know, free agent that might be floating, floating around out there unless they cut a guy. Now they could cut some people after the draft, Gary, and, and there might be some guys sitting on the street that are, are enormous deals. I mean, you look at the free agents that have signed here in the in the last two or three days, Gary, the, the Malcolm Butlers of the world, even Kevin King, mm -hmm. who got a one-year $6 million contract, but it's remarkably uh, incentive-laden and incentive-driven. Uh, you're going to find bargains on the street. You know, K.J. Wright, the linebacker in Seattle. Mitchell Schwartz, a really good tackle from the Chiefs, um, who was hurt late in the season last year. You know, Carlos Dunlop, the, the linebacker from, or I'm sorry, the defensive end from Cincinnati who went to Seattle. These are guys, Gary, that are still floating around the street that would come in and, and help Green Bay immediately on one side of the ball. I mean, yeah. take Schwartz, for example, Gary, I can't imagine a scenario that Bakhtiari is ready to go the first month, let's say, of the season, and, and they're going to need a left tackle. Um, yeah, do they absolutely. want to really Turner out there again? I, I don't know. I doubt it. Um, you know, so if, if they can't fill all their needs, Gary, in the draft, there are going to be players like this floating around and they can go and again, they'll have two paths, Gary, to go and maybe attack one of these free agents. Uh, they can redo Rogers at this point. There's not a lot of other contracts out there right now, Gary, on that team where they could pick up significant savings to go sign a big free agent. It's, it's probably oh, got to be. Oh, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. I, yeah. I, I thought they might cut some guys before. I, I thought Mercedes Lewis was a possible guy they could cut. And uh, I thought they could have cut Funches. 
but uh, apparently they, they liked what they saw and believed that wasn't going to impact their salary cap that much. But I, I just can't see anybody on the roster right now being cut. I don't know who you would even uh, consider. Well, Gary, you know, Dean Lowry next year is going to count 6.3 mm-hmm. against the cap. He might be your most likely target at this point. I mean, as I, as I look at the cap numbers on, on a few of these guys, you know, Rogers was one Devonte is two. They're going to have to redo Devonte's contract at some point. They could do it early Gary. And they, you know, Devonte is almost 17 against the cap next year. They could dramatically lower his cap number. If, if let's just say in may they, they decide to redo his contract so they can sign a couple of these guys still sitting on the street. That would be another avenue for them to get there. But then, Gary, as I look at their top 10, you know, their highest 10 paid players, um, Zadarius is three. They've already reworked, reworked his deal. Bakhtiari, four, same thing. Preston, five. Adrian Amos, six. You know, Billy Turner was nine. And Aaron Jones is 10, who just got the, the new deal. Kenny Clark was uh, seven there, Gary. He got a new deal a year ago. They're not going to touch that. And Dean Lowry was eight. So, out of those top 10, Gary, they've, they've pretty much already done everybody or everybody's on a new deal, <laughs> except, except Lowry Rogers and Devonte Adams. Hey, did, do, do you they are hell-bent on not touching the Rogers part of, of this whole salary cap puzzle. So a year from now, as they sit here, they can make a decision based on, you know, just, just how Jordan love played. If they want to start the Jordan love era or not in the 2022 season. Do you, do you recall any other team that has asked so many players to revamp their contracts? Uh, I'm sure there's probably some team out there, but I don't recall any team that said, hey, we, we need all you guys to redo your contract, and yet the biggest contract on the team isn't restructured. It, it was just kind of a weird scenario. Yeah, it was fascinating, Gary. I mean, the Saints did this to some extent right now because they were like 70 million over at one point in time. And, you know, they, now they cut way more players than Green Bay did, but, but they also got another four or five guys to redo their deals. The Rams were in the process of doing that too. You know, they, they had to cut a few players and they traded a, a, a really good player like Michael Brockers to, to Detroit, but then they, they took a handful of contracts and, and redid it. Gary, it's just such a unique year. Right. I mean, the NFL has not seen the salary cap drop, well, period, at any point in time. And all these teams, I mean, obviously nobody could have predicted COVID and, and, and how it was going to impact the league last year. But I mean, I think everybody was budgeting for the cap this year in a normal year to probably be in the 200 plus range. And, yeah. and now you're, you're lopping, you know, at least 10% off of that. Everybody had to find a way. Well, not everybody, because some teams like New England were going to be dramatically under the cap no matter what. But, you know, Gary, the majority of these teams then had to scramble and, and, and find a way to get to that cap number. And, uh, yeah, the Packers were probably in, you know, six, you know, there were probably only six or eight teams in as dire straits as Green Bay was, you know, when, when we were looking at these numbers. Uh, again, you know, kudos to their front office people, Gutekunst, Russ Ball, uh, for finding a way because, uh, like I said, Gary, they're going to bring back 10 starters on offense. Corey Lindsay will be, will be the only guy uh, who doesn't return. You know, they, they, they cut Christian Kirksey, but again, he played about 200 snaps less than the nickel corner who's Shandon Sullivan. So I would consider Sullivan the starter there. They'll find an inside linebacker. They, they've got a couple on the team they like, and they'll draft a couple and um, they'll be just fine there. I mean, in essence, Gary, they're bringing back that whole defense. So yeah, they're going to awesome. bring the band back together for, for one more rodeo and one more road trip. And they're going to try to catch Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl with this group. Rob, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Rogers uh, future and I tossed the idea out that anything he does wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he really doesn't have anything left to achieve in my mind. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, from his legacy standpoint, he would like to win another Super Bowl, but I, I threw it out there and said, it wouldn't shock me if he just walked away from the game. And I know it sounds ludicrous, but the other day, do you ever watch uh, good morning football? 
by I any chance. Yes, good show. I mean, Kyle Brandt is, is one of the co-hosts, and he's a guy I really respect. And he had some interesting comments the other day. And lo and behold, he threw out the whole idea that he would not be, quote, shocked if Rodgers walked away from the game. And his reasoning is that recently, you know, Aaron Rodgers and everybody who follows Aaron Rodgers knows that he was doing Jeopardy and he did several episodes that were taped. And the feedback apparently was outstanding. And uh, Brant went on to say that there's a possibility that he could become the permanent Jeopardy host, okay? Now, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's giving that serious consideration or if, if the Jeopardy officials are saying, hey, we're going to offer you this job. But what if they do? Maybe he will walk away. I mean, I, I'm not closing the door on anything with Aaron Rodgers. No, and, and I guess I wouldn't close the door on anything either. But I, I, I really do think that second Super Bowl motivates him. I think he saw what Tom Brady did this year in terms of changing teams and winning so fast and proving it can be done that way in the NFL. Now, Rodgers is not going to have the same control that Brady did. I mean, Brady's contract expired. And he had his pick of teams because an SD was a free agent, obviously, Gary. Yes. You know, Rodgers will be traded next offseason if they decide to move on from him or, you know, or even two years down the road because he's under contract through the 2023 season. But Green Bay, if, if they decide it's time to go the Jordan Love route, they will maximize that, you know, that investment and, and that asset that they have there with Aaron Rodgers. And they will go out and try to get whatever possible they can they can get for him. And it, and it, again, it, I would think it's got to be worth a couple of ones and a couple of twos if they do it a year from now, based on what Detroit just got in, in the Matt Stafford, Jared Goff flip-flop. Gary, I guess that possibility exists if he's traded to a team, you know, that, that was four and 12 and the roster is barren. Um, I, again, I, I don't anticipate that being the case. Rogers is a historian there are a lot of guys that, that, that kind of talk the talk about knowing the history of the league and stuff like that. Gary Rogers actually does. He watches a ton of old film. He, you know, he reads the books. He, he, he knows about the history of the league. He knows there's only, you know, what a dozen, 13 guys that have multiple Super Bowl championships. Uh, there's a lot of guys, there's a long list of guys with one. There, there's not a very long list of, uh, of guys with two or more. He, he desperately wants to get into that into that group Gary, because his, his legacy right now is, is largely controlled by that. Now you're, yeah. you're right from a number standpoint, from a, you know, passer rating touchdowns, QBR, blah, 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 all that stuff. His place in history is set, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody that wants to put a knock though on Aaron Rodgers and keep him out of the, you know, top five, top 10, whatever your list is of top quarterbacks. The reason to leave him out right now would be one Super Bowl right? He jumped up to a second Super Bowl with his resume of three MVPs and all these passing marks he's going to hold. He's going to jump into that discussion of top four, five, six quarterbacks of, of all time. Right now, he's probably in that, I don't know, 10 to 12 range, Gary. And, uh, you know, he, he gets another ring and he jumps up dramatically. And, and I promise you, Rogers is a guy who listens to everything. He reads everything. Um, you know, he's come to me and, and, and had complaints through the years about something that was the final sentence in a, in a story, Gary, and I'm not the only one, and, you know, he, I'm telling you, he reads everything. So he knows right now, the only, you know, the only thing holding him back from maybe that Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks is a second Super Bowl. So personally, Gary, I would be surprised if he goes that, you know, jeopardy route or, or whatever, and, and yeah. leave the game. Um, you know, here in his thirties yet, I think the guy's going to go into his forties and, you know, TV stuff, all those things will always be there. Right. I mean, Drew Brees played an extra two, three years here when, when he's had offers waiting from the networks that's happened with many other quarterbacks, you know, if, if Rogers wants a career in Hollywood and TV and something like that someday, Gary, that's going to be there for him. If he wants to jump into the booth and try to be the next Tony Romo, that'll be there for him. Um, Personally, Gary, I still expect him to play another four or five years. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not so sure about the four or five years, but I expect him to play at least two or three more, and, and especially if he can stay healthy. I mean, he, he's 
at least on the surface, doesn't have any major injuries. He's got some nagging ones, of course, like everybody else, but he doesn't have any major ones that would seem to be a detriment for him going forward. So I, I would think that would be the case. Um, hey, one thing I wanted to touch on right now, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rod- <laughs> I was going to combine Aaron Rodgers with uh, Jordan Love and call him Aaron Love. <laughs> but anyways, do you think Jordan Love uh, is ready to be the number two guy and possibly the number one guy if Rodgers got hurt? Uh, I saw Gutekunst's comments, uh, I don't know when he made it, but but he said that uh, they're they're pleased with what uh, Jordan Love has done in practice and his development, but it, it, it's a whole new game <laughs> being in practice and being in a regular game. And I just wonder how close this guy is to being a everyday quarterback. Uh, any any idea? Any thoughts? Well, right now, Gary, I, I think he's a long ways away. I, I mean, I really do, but. But again, a lot of it is guesswork and speculation on our, on our part. And, and this is going to be an absolutely um, enormous offseason, uh, you know, for, for Jordan Love in, in terms of, you know, what, what he can get done. I, I hope for his sake, Gary, that, you know, the Zoom call era is about to end and, and he yeah. can get hands on training inside that building here. I know the players are lobbying for another offseason of largely Zoom calls and and things like that and a reduced workload similar to last year. But man, Jordan Love really needs the hands-on work. Um, training camp's going to be enormous for him. I- I'll be honest, Gary, I saw him a handful of practices last year. He wasn't great. He wasn't, he wasn't very good. But again, I flash back to that summer of 05, Gary, and Aaron Rodgers was just dreadful. Day in and day out, I was at every practice that summer. And he, Gary, he just, he was not very good. Mm-hmm. And, and then in the preseason game, so that, that, that's the summer of his rookie year, Gary, the, the preseason games, he was on the field for 20 possessions, 20 different drives that preseason, Gary, he led them to points once 19 times. They punted, they turned it over. You know, they, they, they left with a goose egg one time out of 20 in the summer of all five, uh, you know, Rogers led him to some points and, Gary, I remember going into the 06 draft because you remember in 05 then the Packers were lousy. That was the four and 12 year with Mike Sherman. Right. You know, it it was the end of Mike Sherman. Brett Favre struggled immensely. Rogers got thrown into the game three, four times and he was, he was brutal himself. And, and I remember talking to a ton of scouts going into that 2006 draft, uh, Gary. And that was the year then they took AJ Hawk at number five. And, and I remember scout after scout told me, they need to take a quarterback. And I said, well, they just took Rogers, you know, a year ago and scout after scout told me, Nope, they missed there. They need a quarterback. And Matt Leinart was the guy that everybody kept telling me they should take Gary. I remember that. Wow. And uh, I, I think Leinart went like 10th or something. Yeah. In that particular draft. So he was there for him at five, but you know, in, in that, in that draft of 06, um, again, Rogers had been so brutal the previous summer that a lot of people around the league, thought the Packers needed a quarterback. So my point in all that is, you know, it takes these guys some time and it's going to be good for Jordan Love to get a second season here to sit and learn and watch and then potentially take it over, you know, in, in his third year in the league, or even if it winds up being his fourth year in the league, Gary, you know, he'll, he'll certainly have to be ready by, by that point in time, you know, whether it works or not. I mean, Brian Gutekunst is putting his whole future and his whole career on that decision, isn't he? I mean, Ted Thompson put everything he had into the, you know, into the Aaron Rodgers decision. He, he put all his chips to the middle. He traded Brett Favre. His entire reputation was on the line. I mean, you remember they traded Favre in the next year, Gary, they were six and 10 when, um, you know, in 2008, the first year under Rodgers, and they started the next year four and four. So that's midway through 09, Gary. I remember going to the stadium one day, I think it was a Sunday night game against the Cowboys. And there, and there were people passing out buttons right and left, fire Thompson, fire McCarthy. And, uh, you know, of course, I put a couple on myself. But uh, and they, they obviously were Bear fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point in time, they had just traded Brett Favre, and Minnesota was tearing it up, Gary. Remember right, that? Right, absolutely. And uh, the Packers at that point were 10 and 14 uh, under, under Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson after the Favre move. 
Well, sure enough, you know, 15, 16 months later, they win a Super Bowl. So, you know, again, it's going to take us a little more time to make a determination and a decision on love. My early impressions were, were not all that positive in terms of what I saw from him last summer, Gary. But again, it took Rodgers two years to really get it in Green Bay. And it wasn't until that third year in 07, he stepped in on a Thursday night and he played when Favre got hurt down in Dallas. And he, he was really good that night. And that's when some people said, yep, maybe we have something here. And uh, obviously they were, they were right. But, you know, Gutekunst's entire, you know, future is going to be, is going to be staked and linked to the, to that pick, at least for at, at the point in time, Gary, when, when they pull the plug on Rogers and, and turn things over to, to Jordan love. But uh, right now, Gary, it, it, it is, I would say a complete unknown, but, I think the one thing we've been able to decipher from how, how the cap stuff has played out in the last week or so, the, the Packers are going to find out sooner than later what they have in Jordan Love. Rob, tell me this uh, Aaron Rodgers fiasco isn't going to be a rerun of the Brett Favre fiasco. <laughs> no way I can tell I mean, you that, Gary. No the, way. The longer this drags on, I'm just getting a bad, bad vibe about it. Well, you know, I think Rodgers watched closely to how that all played out. And I mean, obviously he, I mean, good Lord, Gary, right. We, we had the CNNs in the world of the world at, at practice every day, you know, national, you know, the NBCs, the ABCs, the CBSs of, you know, not, not just local affiliates nationwide. When, when word came out, we had, we had fans protesting and picketing around the stadium, right. We had, they had, fans screaming, you know, profanities at Aaron Rodgers, things like that. I don't think Rodgers wants that kind of circus again. He can certainly calm it down with whatever message he tries to convey through the media and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Gary, the, it probably won't, you know, morph into that where um, it really is just a PR nightmare for, for absolutely everybody. But, but I'll tell you, I mean, the, the, the fan base today, I, I don't think Rodgers is quite as beloved as Favre, but it's obviously close. And the fan base is going to go bongos when, when the time comes to, to let Gary, let's just say Rodgers comes back again this year and throws 40 plus touchdowns and, you know, is third for the MVP. And, and then next February, they, they decide to, you know, trade him for, you know, whatever, a couple of ones out to, out to Las Vegas. Um, I, I, Gary, I mean, I, I think the fans will go absolutely nuts at, at that point in time. And, you know, I remember what Ron Wolf said, and he said this to me a handful of times. He said, as soon as I start caring what the fans think, I'm going to be, I, I'll have become a fan. And, you know, the, the, you have to have blinders on to do that job. You, you can't listen to the outside noise. You have to trust in, you know, the, the player you drafted and, and, and whatever move you make, if you're Brian Gutekunst. But I can tell you, at whatever point in time, if Rodgers is still playing at a high level, Gary, whatever time they decide to move on from him, it's, it's not going to be a popular choice. Rob, you uh, raised an interesting point uh, about uh, Aaron Rodgers' popularity and, and whether it equates to uh, Brett Favre's or Bart Starr's. Well, I was telling you, I'm in Savannah, and yesterday I'm walking along the beach, right? And I'm wearing a Packers mask which my daughter gave me and this guy comes like out of nowhere and he goes you better not trade him and I go what do you mean Aaron Rodgers he's gotta stay in Green Bay <laughs> I'm in Savannah Georgia and this guy was all over me you know with the possibility that you know Aaron Rodgers might be leaving Green Bay um I, I it's crazy. Wherever you go, there are Packer fans, and uh, Savannah, Georgia, isn't any different. Well, they're a national brand, you know as well as me. I mean, the the fan base is as passionate as as any in the league. You know, them Pittsburgh, Dallas, maybe New England these days. You know, it's as passionate as it gets. The the fan base is as passionate as college football fans are in the South, right, Gary? And, yes. And that to me is you know, and St. Louis Cardinal baseball fans. And, and that to me is probably your most passionate fan groups that I just outlined right there. Again, those, those people are going to go absolutely bongos the same way they did back in August of 08 when, when Ted Thompson signed the papers and sent Brett Favre to the Jets. Um, and, and, you know, it took three years for people to forgive him for that. 
And I don't think people have forgiven him yet. <laughs> there are some that probably haven't. I don't think my mother has. Um, <laughs> it, he had to win a Super Bowl. He absolutely had to win a Super Bowl, I think, to justify that move in the minds of many. And, and Jordan Love will probably have to do, do the same thing because there will always be that group of people, whenever it is they move on from Rodgers, that will say, well, if they brought him back for one more year, they could have done it that next year. Um, you know, Jordan, the, there will be so much heat and pressure on Jordan Love. Uh, you don't envy that kid one one second, but it's, you know, it, hey, you can't control where you're drafted. He, he's coming to a legendary franchise that typically wins. Um, he'll be given all the pieces, I'm sure, to go out and, and be successful. It, it's going to be up to him. And it's amazing, Gary, but I, but I think that day is coming quickly. Hey, Rob, uh, let, let's change gears a little bit and uh, take the next 10 or 15 minutes and do a little recap on, on the Packers free agency situation. Um, I, I know Packer Nation can exhale now that uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones is back. Uh, you and I talked about this uh, on the numerous podcasts about how important it was to bring him back. You and I thought he wasn't coming back. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you got to give Gutekunst and Ball a lot of praise for, for getting it done. To, to me, it was like one of the most signature moves the Packers have made in recent years. And uh, to me, at least, it showed that the Packers aren't cutting corners, that they're not going to be cheap, and that they definitely have their eyes on the prize there. And that being a Super Bowl, so from my perspective, that that was just huge. Uh, Gary, I think it's as good of a move in for agency that any team out there has made. Uh, New England, New England spent 150 million dollars on signing bonuses. The Jets are signing anybody that walks into their building or you know walks down the street, and all these teams are signing players right and left. I I don't think there's a more important signing in the league than Aaron Jones. Yeah, you know, Gary, I'm. I'm I'm, I'm going to throw something at you here and, and I'm going to, I, you, you will get it cause you're a smart guy, <laughs> but uh, let's not get, but, get but here's a fun little, here's a fun little trivia question for you that shows you just how remarkably good Aaron Jones is and yeah. has been his first four years in the league. And I, I don't think people fully recognize just how good this football player is. So his first four years in the league, Gary, more than 3000 rushing yards, more than 35 touchdowns and, and, and a little bit more than a five, Point oh yards per carry average there's only one other running back in the history of the national football league to do that again 3,000 rush yards 35 touchdowns five plus yards per carry in their first four years you know what the second one is gary i, I would imagine it's the uh, legendary james brown you got it i told you you'd get it i mean i mean just think about that we're talking about aaron jones yeah. in a category with Jim Brown, right? That, that is mind-boggling, Rob. It it's, really it, is. It's <laughs> unbelievable, Gary. And again, it just shows you how good this football player is. And and kudos to Green Bay because the way they structured this contract, Gary, it, it's really a two-year deal. Jones is going to count four and a half against the cap this year, $9 million in 2022. Very manageable numbers. In 2023, that jumps to 19 and a quarter. And in 2024, it's 15.25 million. Gary, he will not see the last two years of that contract, at least at that price. They will restructure or renegotiate that if he's still playing at an extremely high level and want to bring him back. So in essence, they have him at a very reasonable price for the next two years here as they chase a Super Bowl with Rodgers at least one, maybe both of those seasons. When you talk about combining him with Dylan next year and not Jamal Williams. I, I said it on this show before there, there's a lot to like about Jamal Williams in his game, but as a runner, he's you can find a lot of Jamal Williams is out there and, mm -hmm. and free agency free agency showed that when he certainly didn't break the bank by going to Detroit, the combination I think of Jones and Dylan has the potential and ability to be the best running back combo and duo in the league. You are going to start to see here, Gary, over the next year or two, the Packers become a run first operation. They're already trending that way right now. I mean, Mike McCarthy's last year in green Bay, they were about 35% run and 65% pass. That's up into the mid forties now with Matt LaFleur. And I think that's going to rise even more um, over the next 
over the next year or two as they get ready for the Jordan Love era to begin. They're going to have a backfield combo here where, Gary, it honestly wouldn't surprise me. Um, Jones is clearly the more explosive of the two running backs and, uh, and, and right now definitely the better football player. But it wouldn't surprise me if their, their carries are similar during the regular season because Dylan can be a workhorse and you want to keep Jones as fresh as possible for the postseason. But maybe they each get 12 to 15 carries a game, Gary. And then in the playoffs, Jones is up into the mid-20s or 22 or, or something like that um, because he's clearly your home run hitter once you get to the postseason. No, I've said it on the, on the podcast before, Gary. He's as good of a, a, of a human being and a kid, an individual, as he is a football player. Um, and if you're not going to sign people like Aaron Jones, who in the heck are you going to sign? Um, when they didn't tag him and put that franchise tag on him at the start of free agency, I thought he was as good as gone too, Gary. Um, huge win for the Packers to bring him back because I think that offense will be just as good next year, maybe even better now uh, in year three of Matt LaFleur with, with that running back duo uh, that, that they're going to have. Yeah. You know, the, I, I was really impressed. I, I've never met Aaron Jones, but uh, th- there's no question in my mind, if he didn't have a loyalty towards the Packers organization, he, he would not have signed that contract. I, I'm absolutely convinced he had better offers out there. And I mean, what, everybody was almost like assured that he was going to leave or confident that he was going to leave because he had drew Rosenhaus as his agent, you know, <laughs> and drew Rosenhaus has the reputation of playing hardball. And you thought, okay, this is going to be a money situation. But as it turned out, it wasn't a money situation. He, he could have got more going elsewhere. Nope. He absolutely could have, but I, you know, I, I know a big fan and he hasn't spoken with the state media or anybody that I know of, you know, since, since the signing Rosenhaus has, um, you know, and, and, and the message was, you know, that, that this kid wants to win and he understands too, just playing with Rogers and playing in green Bay certainly gives you a far better chance to go and, and chase super bowls than let's just say signing down there with, with the dolphins, which was, which was a, you know, very rumored, uh, location and, and a spot that Jones could have, could have wound up, or if he signs with the jets, um, you know, and, and you know, you're going nowhere and nobody ever hears of you again, you know, you, you play in green Bay and you're on national TV, you know, prime time, nine, 10, 11 games a season that leads to off the field endorsements. You're winning, you're happy. You know, here's a kid who has never been paid anything. Well, all of a sudden, you know, now Gary gets 13 million to sign his name on, on a line and you yeah. know, his, his cap number, the next, next couple of years, you know, the money he's going to bring in for this contract is going to be, you know, 25 to $30 million guaranteed for sure. I mean, Aaron Jones doesn't know what to do with that kind of money, Gary. I mean, and, and, and good for him. He's, he's a simple kid. He's, you know, raised in a military family and, you know, he's, he's gotten by on next to nothing for, for a huge part of his life. So again, great, great kid. Uh, again, I, I think it's a fantastic signing. Um, Green Bay was eighth in the league with him. And Williams last year, Gary, in terms of rushing the football, it was their best mark since 2013. I think they'll be better this year. I think it's a top five rush offense now uh, when you combine Dylan and, and Jones together because I think Dylan's going to be a far superior player to what Jamal Williams was. And, um, you know, Green Bay is going to kill you through through the air and the ground moving forward, Gary. They're going to they, they led the league in points this year, and you know, I, I, I'd, be sh- I'd be shocked if they weren't in the top three or five next year. Yeah. Hey, a, a couple quick hits. Uh, we, I, I want to see or hear your opinion of these guys. Uh, Lindsley, how, bi- how big of a loss was that? I mean, it, it's big. Let, let, let's not kid ourselves. Um, I, I love the guy again as as a player and as as a guy. He, he he was terrific inside that locker room. Think about it, Gary. He was in Green Bay seven years. They played in four NFC title games, right? I mean, that's a that that's a heck of a run. He was he was as good as any center in football last year. Pro Football Focus ranked him as as the best center in football. You know, but again, I, I think it was Gutekunst who said in 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 one of those press conferences he did in I, I think it was around February. He said, you can't pay everybody. And you, and you just can't. I mean, kudos to them for drafting as well as they have. They're in a position here where they had the best left tackle in football, the best center in football, or at least the best center 
and left tackle on the free agency market, Gary. The right. best nose tackle and the best running back. They had the best player at four positions in the free agency market before they locked up Bakhtiari and Clark and then found a way to bring Jones back. I mean, you can't bring all of those guys back. So, you know, they'll have some options on the line, Gary, at center. They can slide Jenkins from left guard uh, over to center. And I, I honestly, Gary, I, he's a third-year kid. I think he's got a chance to be a better center than Corey Lindsley was. And Corey Lindsley's a hell of a center, but that's how good Jenkins is. They could leave Jenkins alone and play Lucas Patrick at that spot. You know, they could draft a young guy. They could draft a couple of guards and, and, and slide Jenkins in there. When, when it's all said and done, though, Gary, the Packers have a pretty good track record of putting together offensive lines. And the guys that have left them in free agency, the Packers usually wind up looking pretty good, right? The Marco Rivera's, the Mike Walls, the TJ Langs, the Josh Sittens. Um, last year, Brian Balaga, I think he played nine or 10 games is all he played with, with the LA chargers. These other teams are, you know, are giving these players like Lindsley, for example, 13 and a signing bonus, 26 guaranteed. Um, and green Bay just can't pay everybody up front that, that kind of money. So, um, when they've let these offensive linemen around 30 go Gary, it's usually worked out pretty well for them. They'll go heavy. I'm sure at that position in the draft. And my guess is when it's all said and done, they'll put together another top five, top eight, top 10 offensive line uh, in the 2021 season. Yeah. And then uh, some, some quick thoughts on uh, Kevin King. Uh, you and I definitely are on uh, the opposite ends of the spectrum on this. Uh, I, I thought it was a good move on their part to bring him back for a mere $6 million. You know, if they need additional help, they can still go out in free agency or the draft. And, um but I, I assume you didn't think it was a good move. I, I'm, I'm just kind of predicting this. <laughs> well, I just, you know, it, it's going to be tough for him to come back for the championship game. I mean, it really is, Gary. He gave up two touchdowns. Obviously, the one before half was a killer. The word I keep using with Kevin King is embattled, right? He's an embattled corner. Yeah, and, good word. Um, and, 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 and I don't know, Gary, to me, if, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse because somebody else is getting better. I'm not sure Kevin King has a whole lot more upside. He, he plays about 60% of the games is all he's played since he's been in Green Bay because he's constantly hurt and, and constantly dinged. I've heard a lot of people say, Gary, oh, they're bringing him back now on a one-year prove-it kind of a deal. Last year was his prove-it deal. And, and I'm not exactly sure what he proved. And I, I, I certainly liked some other guys that were floating on the street early. I liked Malcolm Butler as an upgrade the other day, Gary, before you know he signed with the Cardinals. Um, I just I thought there were better options. I, I know Kyle Fuller was going to cost him some money, and he eventually went with his old defensive coordinator out to Denver. I don't know if they could have gotten to that sweepstakes at all. Um, I, I wasn't big on Patrick Peterson, the old, the old Cardinal, but maybe Richard Sherman for a year. I just, yeah. I just don't like Kevin King in general, Gary, as, as, as a player. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure they will draft a corner in round one or round two to groom to be that guy a year from now uh, to take over for, for King. And King's going to be a one-year stopgap. So, I mean, I, I guess from that perspective, Gary, the fact we got a week or 10 days into, into free agency and you and you brought back your starter from last year. It's it's not the worst thing that could have happened because I do think the worst thing would have been starting a rookie. I think this is a better option than starting a rookie. We talked about Minnesota so much in their defense last year, right, Gary? They yeah. let those corners go from, from 2019, Xavier Rhodes, and a lot of those guys that had played in the back that were really good football players for a lot of years. And they went really young last year, and the first half of the season, opposing teams just ate them alive in that secondary. Now they grew and they got better and they almost made a run to the playoffs as that defense improved. And I think that defense will be pretty good here in 2021, but green Bay is a team that has a very small window left. Their window might be the 2021 season, right? Mm -hmm. And it'd be really hard to put a 20 year old kid, a 21 year old kid out on an Island opposite Jair Alexander, knowing he's going to get thrown at 15 times a game. So King's a better option than that Gary. I do still think there were way better options at the start of free agency. It's, you know, even floating around on the street 48 hours before they signed Kevin King, it's up to Kevin King now to prove it because I Gary, I, I don't, I don't remember for, you know, maybe dating back to Brandon Bostic 
right? The last time there's been a Packer this unpopular. Um, <laughs> Pack, you know, Packer Nation loves yeah, their that Packers. That is true. <laughs> they, they, they open their arms wide and large and, and, and give them all big hugs. And, and, and it's hero worship like you don't see in many places. But Kevin King doesn't fall under that umbrella right now, Gary. He's, he's, uh, he's a little distanced from the family. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I agree with all your points, Rob. I, I think the money was a huge factor in all of this. Sure. Because even like a guy like Patrick Peterson, I, I agree with you. He's, he's in the toilet of his career, but they paid him $10 million. Right. You know? And, uh, I mean, that, that's crazy. You know, and they got King for 6 million. So, uh, I, I thought it was a good deal. And that, you know, if they, they find out that they can find another player in the draft or free agency to, uh, short up that position all the better um wrapping it up rob anything else you want to see on free agency before we sign off no you know that those are pretty much i think we covered all the all the main moves right jamal went to detroit kirksey wound up in in houston timmy boyle wound up in detroit they brought back uh their quote-unquote big dog and mercedes lewis to to try to create some havoc in the run game for another year or two he got a he got a two-year deal. No, honestly, Gary, like I've kind of said throughout the podcast, I, you know, I, I just think they did Yeomans. The, the, the fan base is going to yell and scream and say, why didn't the Packers sign anybody? And, and I will tell you right now, they did. They signed David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, and Kevin King. And they kept together 21 out of 22 starters from a team that's been to back-to-back NFC championship games. And Gary, to me, it's still, it's Tampa by you know, a, a, a little bit as the favorite in the NFC, but Green Bay is a relatively close second and anything can happen in, you know, what, what, once the year begins that I think those two teams are right now are head and shoulders above the rest of the conference. And as we look ahead to 2021, I would certainly guess one of those two teams is going to represent the conference in the Super Bowl. Rob, we had way too much fun again today. We, we got a hey, quick Do I have time for a parting shot? <laughs> no parting shots today. I don't get one. Okay. But uh, I'll tell you, it was a blast. And uh, thanks a bunch for your time and your expert analysis. And I'm really looking forward to our upcoming pre draft podcast because there's some definite holes still on that Packer team. And, and, and you know, they're going to have to find them in the draft one way or the other. And, they got a ton of picks, so I think that's going to be a real fun podcast. And, uh, and as always, I want to thank our listeners. All the best. Take care. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofle and WooflesPressBox.com.